Rise and shine with the Word of God. Wake up Saturday mornings with a purpose. Tune in at 10 a.m. and join Antonia Roman as she sings and reads the Word of God. The Word of God will give you insight for the purpose in your life. Now here is your host, Antonia Roman. Good morning. Good morning, everyone, on this Saturday morning. I hope that you have awakened, ready to dive into the Word of God, as we always do every Saturday. I am your host, Antonia Roman, and I am so excited for you, all of you who have continued to follow us, oh my gosh, all these seasons now, uh, as we dive into God's Word to help us with our everyday life purpose. And um, today we are continuing, uh, we're in the book of Hosea, and uh, we are in uh, chapter 6, we are um, going to finish the rest of chapter 6 today, and uh, for those of you who are joining us for the first time, we welcome you, if you have the opportunity to have a Bible with you, or Maybe you could even go to your phone or your app, wherever you might be um, listening in from, whether it's on your computer, your phone, your laptop, you know, uh, your, your tablet, whatever, wherever it is. Um, go ahead and uh, get a piece of paper and a pen because this helps take notes as we follow along with God's word. Uh, and anything that jumps out to you in the word of God uh, is speaking to you. <laughs> like I always say, I'm just a messenger bringing across the message. <laughs> uh, but God speaks to us individually. He speaks to us without individual purpose on uh, for the purposes of this earth. And most of all, he wants us to have his word embedded in our hearts. And as we have our, uh, his word embedded in our hearts, if we ever were to um, lose these Bibles that we have, the internet connection for seeing any of the apps of the Bible, you would be able to still have the stillness and the peace and the joy of the Lord because you have his word embedded in you and you would be able to memorize some scripture and you would even be able to remember some stories of the Bible to continue to inspire you. So my friends, we last left off in chapter 6 where uh, there was a call to repentance, Israel's punishment because of their disobedience. They, had to, they should be running back to God. Um, God will bring us back to life, um, give us an opportunity again. He'll elevate us, give us a new opportunity, a new beginning with a cleansing and a tearing away of things that do not belong in our lives. And... Um, and today we're going to pick up where we left off. We're going to start uh, with verse number four in chapter six of Hosea. I'll give you a couple of minutes, seconds to get to that chapter, cha Hosea chapter six. And for those of you who may not know, you know, Hosea is right after the book of Daniel in the Bible. And it's right before, you know, the book of um, Joel. Okay, for those who might be looking for it. So, uh, this is what uh, God's word says in this chapter, starting in verse 4. And it says, O Ephraim, 
what shall I do to you? O Judah, what shall I do to you? For the faithfulness is like a morning cloud, and like the early dew, it goes away. Therefore, I have heard them by the prophets. I have slain them by the words of my mouth. And your judgments are like light that goes forth. For I desire mercy and not sacrifice, but the knowledge of God more than burnt offerings. But like men, they transgressed the covenant. There they dealt treacherously with me. Gilead is a city of evildoers and defiled with blood. As bands of robbers lie in wait for a man, so the company of priests murder on the way to Shechem. Surely they commit lewdness. I have been I have seen a horrible thing in the house of Israel. There is the holotry of Ephraim. Israel is defiled. Also, O Judah, a harvest is appointed for you when I return the captives of my people. Father, thank you so much for your word, for your word is true. Your word gives us life. It sparks us. It gives us an understanding and an example of a story that happened at the time of Hosea and how this story resonates with us today and how we can apply it to our lives. So we thank you for your word. Amen. So my friends, at this point, you know, since God had already placed judgment on Israel and had allowed some things to happen and people were now running back to him because they realized, oh my gosh, I'm in a big uh, ditch here. I'm in a big hole here. I'm in a big um, uh, chaotic situation here. I have to run back to God, (laughs) right? Um, And people started to do that. People started to uh, plea and beg and run back to God. After they really realized that they had done wrong and they were really uh, being called to repent of their ways and of the sins that they were committing. And here God starts to reveal, right, um, through the, uh, the, the prophet Hosea as he's sharing this with people, he starts questioning them. He goes, you know, oh, hey, friend, what should I do with you? You know, it's like... Israel, what should I do with you? You know, you, 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 children who have disobeyed me, you know, because we're all God's children, right? And when God sees us, he sees us as his children, no matter what age we are. He sees us as his children that he wants us to have a healthy life. And, uh, and he wants us to be in the right place where he would want us to be. He wants our hearts to be compassionate hearts. He wants to ha- us to have a heart like his. And he says, he asked them, you know, what am I going to do with you? And then he doesn't just ask them that question. He asked Judah, Judah, what should I do to you? You know, because Israel, you started this whole mess. You came in, you know, you lured some of my people out of the tribe of Judah to come alongside of you and and do all this craziness as well you know monkey see monkey do like they say right and now I have my two children my two precious groups of children and what am I gonna do with you what what's what's the next steps that I to take on your life right and he starts to tell them why he's asking them this question 
because of everything that happened. He goes, for your faithfulness, it's like a morning cloud. And like the early dew, it goes away. Meaning that God was saying, you know, because after all, all my commitments to you, my, my, um, everything that I have laid out and planned out for your lives, you know, you started to walk away. You didn't spend any more time with me. Or you gave me limited time, like it says here. For your faithfulness like a morning cloud. You know, you ever wake up in the morning, my friends, and all of a sudden you look out and it's a cloudy day and your car is full of dew on it, right? You see the dew in the air. Um, but then the minute that the sun comes out or the clouds disappear and blue skies come about, the dew is gone, right? So that's what God is comparing it to here. For your faithfulness is like a morning cloud and like the early dew, it goes away. It just comes for a temporary moment, the faithfulness that they give to God, and then it just disappears. It goes away. And then it says, therefore, I have honed them by the prophets. I have slain them by the words of my mouth. And your judgments are like light that goes forth. You know, God is particularly saying here, therefore I have shown them by the prophets. You know, he allowed the prophets, he's allowing, allowing Hosea to come out and directly approach and give this message to the people, to the community at that time. And as he's chopping out and bringing forth these words, this message from God, it says here, I have slain them by the words of my mouth. God is slaying the people, the community. What Hosea is bringing forth as a message to the people at that time, it's to slay them. It's so they could be, um, it could pin them in their hearts. It could, it could hit them in their gut. You know what I mean? It could allow them to have a wake-up call. You know, to allow them to, um, to, to, to be really like, um, you know, uh, 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 placed in, in a situation of like, you know, against the wall, pressed against the wall. You know what I mean? So he has no choice but to allow the prophets to come to them, give them these messages that are very hard messages for these people at this time to hear. Okay. But that are very crucial messages to their lives. And to where God wants his people to go and be seen and be heard. Because God placed us on this earth. And when he has blessed us and when he has given us specific assignments, when he has specifically told us what we need to do on this earth and how we're supposed to carry things out. And he gives us everything we need, all the provision. He just blesses us and he's by our side. He's in our presence. And then we start to dismiss him. And then we don't even pay attention to him. We don't even heed to his words. We disobey him. We go against everything he has asked us to do or, or, or to cur currently carry out. You know, he has no choice but to come and slay us, slain us with his words. He has no choice but to tell us off. He has no choice but to tell us, well, this is now what's happening. This is what's going to happen. This is what you're going to endure. 
This is the consequences that you face. These are the circumstances you're going to be placed in. He comes and he gives us the messages and he gives us the warning. And it's like slaying. It's a slaying. You know, it's a, it's a tearing down of the ego that they had at the time, of the sin that they were committing. And we can apply this to our lives today, my friends, because a lot of us do not want to hear anything from anybody. We don't want to hear messages in our churches from our pastors if God has touched their hearts to give a message to us. We don't want to hear messages even if we hear God's voice audibly talking to us. We don't want to um, adhere to any um, uh, thing that may be a, a specific prophet that God has used to bring a message. Sometimes God won't even use prophets. Sometimes he'll just use an ordinary person like you and I. To come and give a word of encouragement or a word of warning to someone. And in doing that, sometimes we'll find that that person didn't even want to receive what we had to say. Like they close out their ears. They harden their hearts. And this is what happens. And when the prophet at this point in the time of Hosea had no choice but to tell the people the words that God gave him. And this is how it was being and affecting them. And it says here, um, and your judgments are like light goes forth. You know, here's, here's the situation with this. When God is um, going to specifically carry out his love for his people and wanting his people to obey him because he knows that their hearts are far from him, you know, what will happen is that judgment will take its place. Judgments do come in. The Lord does judge. And we have to be very careful um, about the things that we do in this lifetime. Because God sees every detail, everything we do. We cannot go unnoticed in his eyes. We never go unnoticed in his eyes. When he sees you are down the wrong path, my friends, then what ends up happening is that we start to fall into his judgment. We are judged by him. And here's the thing. There's nothing we could do about it. The only way to realize, hey, I know God is judging me right now. I'm being judged by God. Things are not going. Is you need to repent, turn around, and walk right back to him. Run. Like I said last time, run. Run. <laughs> because you need to get your life right. And you need to get your life straight. And you need to understand that God is a God who is merciful and graceful. But at the same time, he can come down and tear you apart. Especially if you're being very disobedient. And then it says here, For I desire mercy, not sacrifice, and the knowledge of God more than burnt offerings. You know, God wants to be very merciful to us. He looks at all of us, my friends. He looks at all the wrong we've done. The horrible, terrible things we've done in this life. Some of you listening to me right now maybe even have secrets that you've never told anybody about some of the things you've done in your life. That you know only God knows. And some of you are planning on taking it to the grave with you. Well, I'm here to tell you that based on this um, 
scripture right here, for I desire mercy and not sacrifice, and the knowledge of God more than burnt offerings. God is a merciful God. He wants to come in and intervene in our lives, especially when we don't deserve it, especially when we know that we've done wrong. But he wants to come in and he wants to intervene on our behalf. And he wants to give us his knowledge. You know, because his knowledge today is even more edible than anything of a burnt offering like they used to do back then. You know, back then, prior to people really knowing about uh, the coming of Jesus and the Holy Spirit that was given to us, you know, everything was relied on upon, upon following the cloud of God, knowing that his presence was evident in their lives. And then back then, everyone used to do a burnt offering unto the, to the Lord for some type of aroma, for some type of a atonement in their lives. And God is saying here specifically that he's a merciful God. He wants to be able to come to you and forgive you no matter what. As long as you're asking for forgiveness, as long as you're repenting, as long as you're walking away from your sin. And he wants to give you knowledge and understanding of his likeness beyond anything you've ever had. Because once you start to know the knowledge of God, my friends, and you understand his heart and where he's at in your life, there's nothing that's going to lure you or tempt you. And you'll be tempted, but you'll have more control over it, knowing the knowledge of God, knowing what God wants you to see and understand of what's happening in this world. And at the time of the time of Hosea, that's what these people were doing. God was like, you know, I want to be merciful to you. And I want to instill in you the knowledge that I have so that you understand me better and you understand your life better. And God does that with us today, my friends. God is still speaking to us. He is a wonderful, working, powerful God. He still speaks to us. He's still merciful to us. And he still wants to always give us the knowledge of God. And one way that he gives us the most ultimate knowledge of God is not just by reading his word, but also by Holy, the Holy Spirit who operates in us. There are times of intervention in our lives. There's time of interceding. There's time of understanding, wisdom, knowledge, revelation that comes to us, you know, um, and, um, and, um, and we get to understand God, what is God doing in our lives at this time? And when we um, specifically understand that, we choose and make different decisions and choices in our lives that go according to his word, that go according to his commandments. And then it says here, but like men, they transgressed the covenant. There they dealt treacherously with me, right? Because even though God has been merciful to his people, even though God has given them the knowledge, and even though God it will always have his arms open for you to return right back to him when you run to him, he is understanding and seeing the fact that many men, and when we talk about men, you know, we can even talk men and women, right? But in the Bible says just like men, but men and women, we both, both, both genders here, transgressed the covenant. See, God made a covenant with us, my friends. He made a deep rooted covenant with us. And he made a covenant to bless. 
Israel. And that it would be a light unto all nations. He made a covenant with us. He, we, are, we are his chosen people. And especially at this time for Israel and Judah, they were his chosen people. And if, the God, and if they, them being chosen people by God obeyed him and proclaimed him to the world, he would give them special blessings. And that's what he showed us and demonstrated all throughout the New Testament, the Old Testament. You know, he did that. He demonstrated, even in the New Testament when Jesus came, he demonstrated, you know, the blessings he poured upon his people because they were being obedient to him and they were acknowledging him. They were not ashamed of him. They, they, if anything, they always spoke about him. They shared about who God was in their lives. They shared about the covenant God made with them so that they could acquire the nations and they never, they would never lack anything. But unfortunately, they broke the covenant. People break the covenant. And they have to, uh, you know, suffer <laughs> some penalties. They have to suffer things because they broke the agreement that God made with them and that they made with God. During the time of Hosea, many people were reaching, you know, made a covenant with the Lord. They made a covenant, especially knowing what their ancestors, what their parents, what their grandparents, great-grandparents had um uh, already acquired with the covenant of the Lord, and the Lord um, made it uh, made it um, uh, correct and, and and precise that the generations to come would also be blessed. But what happened here? Even though this generation, after all the generations past of their ancestors, got to this point. They got caught up in the wrong stuff. They got caught up in the wrong things. And by getting caught up, it's not a good thing, my friends. It's, it's a disaster. Uh, it ruins your life. It becomes chaotic. And because of that, they transgressed against the covenant. You know, they, they went beyond the boundaries that God set forward. And that has to do with their, his commandments. You know, they, um, they betrayed God. You know, where they dealt treacherously with me, God is saying. You know, they betrayed me. They deceived me. Although God could never really be deceived because God knows everything. But they deceived themselves in the natural to so many people, to themselves and others. Um, as if they were just like really following God when they weren't. They were dipping and dabbling into other things that were not of God. And God realizes this and he exposes it and he tells it. And he makes it very clear when he says here, you know, um, Gilead is a city of evildoers and defiled with blood. They sure are. They sure are. Because, listen... When uh, God sees that you're sinning, when it is very obvious to him everything that you're doing in sin, he calls it out. He calls it out by location and he calls it out by people. 
Last time we spoke about how God, you know, previously in the previous uh, one of the other chapters, we spoke about how God will pinpoint your name. He'll say, hey, you, Antonia. Hey, you, Sam. Hey, you, Melissa. Hey, you, Joe. Hey, you, Billy. Hey, Ron. We see you. Like, there are so many people that he will call out. Because God sees all of our details in our lives. We cannot hide anything from him. And he loves us so much and acknowledges us so much as the father. Even though we may not acknowledge him as our daddy. He comes to us personally and he speaks to us directly. And right here he's saying the Gilead is a city of evildoers and defiled with blood. They're sinning left and right. They were doing sacrifices at the time to these rituals and these other gods. And because today God speaks to us also, the same way he spoke to them back then, he speaks to us today. God will let us know, hey, I see you. I see what you're doing. I see the stuff you're doing. I see the sin you're committing. You can't outdo me. I see everything you're doing. I'm not blind, God says. I see it clearly. And you may be hiding it from your friends, your neighbors, your, your spouses, your co-workers, whatever it is. But God sees it. And he knows the evil that's being done. And we can look at this today because God sees today the evil that's being done in our communities. The evil that's being done in California. The evil that's being done in New York, New Jersey, Alabama, Atlanta. You, you name it. Everywhere. God sees it. And here's the thing. It's not going to go unnoticed. It will be exposed. God will reveal it. God will let us know the places and the people and their names. Because God still speaks to us today. He speaks to us today just at the time he spoke to them at the community in Hosea. God speaks to us today still, my friends. And then he says here, As bands of robbers lie in wait for a man, so the company of priests murder on the way to Shechem. Surely they commit lewdness. Listen. At this time of Hosea, people were running rampant in destroying other people's lives, other people's livelihood. And as it says here, as bands of robbers lie in wait for man, you know, as a gang waits, two or three people wait to attack somebody, right? Uh, and that's why they put it in this illustration. So were the company of priests murder on the way to Shechem. Listen, it was even known that even then, the priests and the religious leaders, they themselves were making sacrifices unto other um, known gods to them and were making sacrifices and committing murder on the way to Shechem, right? Because Shechem was a specific place um, that had its um, appointed area of being a city of refuge as it had been designated back in the time of Moses and jo Joshua. So 
once once Moses died, uh, sorry, before Moses died, he had given instructions. God had given instructions to Moses about specific areas where people were going to have an opportunity to have um, refuge. He was going to set up these specific cities that if people had committed crimes by mistake or um, unintentional, um, it would be a place or an accident happened. It would be a place of refuge for these people to be able to go to. And when they were actually able to go to that place, it was a place that they would be and feel safe at, right? Um, Because of the accidental um, crime that had been committed, something like that. And then because of that, because technically Gilead, you know, um, and um, that also included Rama, which also was a city of refuge. These areas were considered to be areas of murder and crime. And believe it or not, at that time, with bands of evil priests lying in wait to murder travelers passing through the territory. So it's like this, look. God is very aware of who we are, where we live, and what's our name and address, okay? And at the time of Hosea, people were committing crimes, doing things that were really bad in the sight of God, and they were getting away with it. So they thought until God came in and intervened. They were getting away with it. They were taking advantage of the situation. Um, and leaders, as it says here, priests. Priests are supposed to set such examples, my friends. When it comes to a religious component about God, right? The priest, whether that's a Catholic today, whether that's a pastor, a, a Christian pastor in a Christian church, Pentecostal church, Presbyterian church, Luther, I don't care which church it is, right? You have a priest, you have a pastor, you have a minister, you have a leader who's supposed to be leading the people and setting examples. And when they don't set examples, but they become part of the problem, there is a big issue at hand that not just affects them, and, and what they're supposed to be doing on God's behalf, but it affects other people. And this is how it's being pinpointed that as bands of robbers lying wait for a man, so the company of priests, that's more than one, right? Murder on the way to Shechem. Surely they commit lewdness. They're wicked. They're evil. That's why it's very important for us to know who our leaders are. Who are we following? Who are we um, hanging out with, right? Even in the church, y'all know this. Y'all know I speak very open about these type of things. You got to be very careful who your leader is. Who are you following? Right now, we're starting to see again, right, in the news, uh, whether that's on Facebook, the television, wherever you watch it, about people getting caught up again in the church, Uh, Leaders that are falling by the wayside because they got very greedy. They started to do evil things. 
they started to do uh, even sexual morality. We're finding out, right? Pastors uh, or, or even female um, uh, leaders are having, uh, you know, sexual relationships with one another outside of their marriages in the church. I mean, there's some crazy stuff going on, my friends. And the same way it was happening back here at the time of Hosea, it's happening today. That's why when I say we read God's word, read it very carefully and clearly. Let God, the Holy Spirit speak to you so that there's a reveal like, yeah, this just, this just didn't happen like thousands of years ago. This is also happening now in our lifetime. And the same way God saw it here and identify it, identifies it, he sees it now and identifies it now too. <laughs> so you can't like think, oh, that was just then, this is now. No, because it's happened then and it's happening now. And that's why we have to be very clear and conscious of what is it that's actually going on. What is going on? And when God starts to pinpoint things, we need to start thinking wisely, my friends. It says here, I have seen a horrible thing in the house of Israel. There is the hollow tree of Ephraim. Israel is defiled. So what is God saying here too? And and Hosea bringing forth, it's like, I've seen so many bad things happening in the house of Israel. That's from the children's sacrifices, even to adult sacrifices, that to sexual morality, the sin of crime, the sin of murder, robbery, I mean, thief, doing things that are not of God, doing things unto sacrifices and rituals to other gods. That are disgusting. We read about it in the Bible. We're like, oh, that's just in the time of Hosea. No, that's happening today too. It's just it's not front and center in the news. But there's a lot of wickedness, a lot of evilness happening right now. In this country, the United States of America in 2023. And we just started the new year. There's a lot of wickedness that's been happening. And a lot of wickedness that is happening right happens and happening so it, it takes intercessors like christians believers of the lord believers in christ to really step up our game and pray and, and pray like never before i know in the month of january there are a lot of churches where they start to um do um fasting and praying because they're preparing themselves for the year. They're preparing their body, the spirit, their mind, and the soul, emotionally, physically, emotionally, to get ready for this whole year. Right? They're preparing the church as a unified body to get ready for anything that's going to try to attack them. Preparing their spirits, preparing to hear from God, preparing to see how God is going to guide them and how they're going to follow his lead. Whatever it is that a lot of the churches are doing right now, we should be doing. You know, even if you don't go to church to pray with the people, you should be at home praying. Even if you don't go on the special night of the night to do whatever special thing they're doing with the fasting, and you should be fasting and praying at home. You should be, you know, in, in your a corner, sitting down on a couch, wherever it is. Giving time unto the Lord and praying for guidance and an understanding of what God wants to do in your life this whole year. 
in your life of how you're going to impact other people's lives, in your life of how you're going to affect it to your family. You're an extension to what you're an extension of a blessing to other people when God blesses you and prepares you and guides you for what's going to happen in your life this year. Now, he may not show it all to you, but he might show you snippets here and there. I had this very profound dream last night that was so real. I don't remember all the details and as you know, I like to write down my dreams. I talk about about journaling, whatever God, however God speaks to you, or even sometimes energy an enemy wants to come and speak to you. And I had an encounter last night I have not had in years. That it just it was such a a a um a really deep encounter. I jumped out of my bed. I jumped out of my bed. I saw an entity. I saw a a a, a supernatural entity. I um and I I literally with my hands pushed that entity back as I jumped out of my bed and I even yelled out. And I haven't experienced something like this in years. I'm telling you in years. And that's already my way of knowing something's up. And I need to be on my A game with the word of God. I need to be on my A game with prayer. I need to be on my A game with really seeking after God's heart of what he wants me to do this year, what he's preparing me for, what he's starting to reveal to me that's in the atmosphere because remember we wrestle against uh, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, we wrestle against the principalities of the air. So we have to be reminded that little snippets like that, like what happened to me in my dream last night, I woke up. I was like, "Okay, something's up. What's going on here?" I need to be aware, I need to be alert. And God wants us to be aware and have the authority to not just step on scorpions uh heads, but he also wants us to take the land, take it back. Okay? And he wants us to be um bold in who he is in our lives. Not be afraid to talk to someone about God, not be afraid to share our testimony, not be afraid to do what we have to do because we're in a, a world right now where this world is dying. I mean, you turn on the news, you turn on things and you're just like you're hearing stories that you're like, "What?" Somebody committed suicide because they didn't get to use their cell phone. You know, like you we got to think about these things. The littlest things affect people in the biggest way. And God wants us to have uh, a sound mind. So when things like that happen, we don't go overboard and and throw ourselves off the cliff that we are grounded in God that we're grounded in his word that we're grounded to know how to deal with things with God's presence in our lives with the guidance of the Holy Spirit with his word that we can use to combat things with in our way of thinking in our way of speaking in our way of doing He doesn't want us to easily be defeated, but at this time, at the time of Hosea, some of these people had gotten defeated. They have been overtaken. Their minds have been overtaken. Their hearts have been overtaken. And at this point now, 
God is laying it out. God is laying it out little by little. The punishment and the call to repentance of what they had done. And that applies to us today. God wants us to repent. He wants us to walk away from the sin we're involved with right now. He wants us to look at him clearly and understand him. He has never changed. His word has never changed. His heart has never changed. His promise to us has never changed. But we've changed. That's the problem. We as humanity, we've changed. We're never satisfied about anything. We always want everything yesterday. We're very spoiled. We want 10 things of the same thing. You know, we're not uh, respectful anymore. Our morales have gone down the drain. You know, there's just a lot of things today as humanity that we've embraced that is so against God's word. That's the problem. Well, God is calling us to repentance of that today, just like he did at the time of Hosea. And is saying, come on, run on back to me because you're on the wrong track, my dear. And guys, I know this stuff is it's, it's hard. You know, it's, it's direct. It's, it's like pressing you against the wall. But that's what God does. Because God wants to get a hold of us. And it says here, Because there is the holotude of Ephraim, right? They were doing their prostituting. They were sleeping with another. Immorality, sexual immorality. Israel is defiled. It's unclean. It's violated, right? Also, O Judah, a harvest is appointed for you when I return the captives of my people. Because at this time, my friends, we knew that a lot of people got caught up in things they weren't supposed to be caught up in. And because of that, they became... um, in bondage they got in bondage of some sort you know people infiltrated them um and god was willing to take those people go rescue them and bring them to a back to a place of sanity because my friends at the time of hosea people was so caught up with themselves. They were so caught up with the Joneses. They, just like today, everybody's caught up with the Joneses. Everybody's got to have the best of everything. You know, everybody has to have this facade, this presence, right? That makes them seem bigger and better than anything else. Just to be likable, to be accepted into communities, to be accepted into cliques, to be accepted into situations that they feel is going to help them, their life, their successes, whatever they're pursuing after. My friends, God is telling his people at the time of Hosea, I want you to repent. I want you to get back on track. I'm identifying every sin, every evil doing, every wickedness that has been done. And 
because part of Judah had also gotten caught up with that, Judah's now going to be given an assignment. A harvest is appointed to you, and I will return the captives of my people. God had a chosen people, my friends, and we are still those chosen people today. Don't let anybody else tell you otherwise. You are just as important today to God as the Israelites and the people of Judah back in the time of Hosea. We're just a different people. We're just a different category of people. We have a different name. It's called Americans. <laughs> you know what I mean? God, God has such an awesome plan for your life and you cannot miss it. A lot of people say, well, I miss my purpose. You miss your purpose because you never paid attention to God. You never adhered to his obedience. You've never adhered to his calling. You never followed the plan he had out for you, even though he gave it to you step by step. You didn't follow his heart. You followed your own heart. And then you wonder, why are these things happening to me? Why didn't I ever accomplish this? I'm telling you right now, friends, it is never too late to accomplish anything in the in God. Whatever, I don't care what age you are right now, if God has given you an opportunity, he's still giving you a purpose, he's still giving you uh, an assignment, he's still guiding you, you still have the opportunity to go forward, my friend, and fulfill that. Don't ever think it's ever too late. I don't care about ages or numbers here. It doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are. God will use you in a way if you allow yourself to be used. And at this time, at the time of Hosea, my friends, we have to see everything that was being done, what the people were doing. God is going to gather his people back to him and he's going to do according to his own plan. And we also have to understand that he's not going to be um, letting us fall by the wayside. Because he loves us. And I just want to remind us, my friends, that the same way that we could read this entire passage of that we just read, we can apply to our lives today. We have done the same thing. The covenant that we know of that God has given us in our lives, we have walked away from the covenant. There are more people today walking away from God than ever. Because of how much in the natural things are offered to them. That they want or love. Or they want to pursue after. And we have to always remember, my friends, that everything looks good in the natural. I get that. Because that's what we're used to. But we also need to be very careful about what we see, what we hear how we talk, how we walk, who we hang out with, what we pursue, what we give into, what we worship, what we praise, right? We need to be very conscious of all that. If it does not allow, if none of that aligns up with the word of God, we're in trouble. And my friend, you don't want to be in trouble. You want to be living out God's plan for your life to fulfill your purpose so my friend we can learn so much from this go back reread it see what God speaks to you about it there might be something right now in your life 
that lines up with some of the things that are being identified here. And if they are, then you definitely want to run back to God. You want to ask for, you want to repent. You want to ask for forgiveness uh, because you want God to embrace you again. And you want to follow and do the right things according to what he's asked you to do. And if you're listening to me and say, well, I don't know, God, I never gave my life over to God. Well, now's the time to start. Now, now's the time to start, my friend. It is never too late to give your life over to God. It is never too late to, to confess that Jesus Christ would be Lord of your life. It is never late to do that. And I want you to know that God is always on the sidelines just waiting for his children. Waiting for his children to surrender to him. Because he's definitely your daddy. It's just you do not acknowledge him. He's definitely your father. It's just you don't acknowledge him as your daddy. That's the problem. Okay? So, my friends, continue to stay encouraged. To continue to know that God loves you. And I look forward to sharing the word of God with you again next week. We will rise and shine with the word of God. Wake up Saturday mornings with a purpose. God bless you. Antonia Roman is the author of Confessions of a Christian Woman, A Journey in Marriage, A New Beginning. In this book, Antonia shares her personal journey in marriage and how she used God's word to help her overcome verbal abuse. Tune in next Saturday as Antonia Roman continues to dive into the word of God. The word of God gives you insight for the purpose in your life.